I've never looked at Ruth, the book of Ruth, quite like this. And I've got to set it up by scooting along with quite a bit of Scripture. And we're going to make it. So hang in here with me. How many you really aren't familiar with the story of Ruth? It's okay. Just talk to me. It's okay. It's okay. You need to be in the Scriptures. That's why you're here. You're here to worship the Lord on Sunday morning, but you're also here to learn. Amen. Say learn and grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. I taught these young fellows over here. You know, you learned to play ball, didn't you? That's what you did. Now, y'all brothers, you look at you boys. Oh, y'all, y'all ain't twins, are you? you twins. That's why you look alike. I might be a little slow, but I get there. I get there, brother. I get there. But anyway, just like you learned to play ball... You learn to make decisions. You learn to grow in God's Word. I didn't know jack squat nothing about God's Word. So let's just look at Ruth today. I thought we had Jabez. We need to have a woman. How about that? Let's look at Ruth. A lot of women in this story. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled, there was a what? A famine. Sound like somebody needs some provisions. There was a famine in the land of Israel. And a certain man of where? Bethlehem. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. That's the place. He went to sojourn in the land or the country of Moab. So they were hungry. They left Bethlehem. They went to Moab, his wife and his two boys. Okay, got me so far. Keep moving. The name of the man was Elimelech. Elimelech. The name of his wife, Naomi. We don't hear many Elimelechs these days, but you hear some Naomi's. And the name of his two sons. Let me ask you, boys. Your name ain't Malon and Chilion, is it? I'm just throwing that out. Name of the two boys was Malon and Chilion. Chase, you didn't tell them I'd do this to them, did you? They'll live. Come on. Ball players are tough, ain't we? We're fine. No, but the two boys, they were Malon and Chilion. They were Ephrathites of Bethlehem. And they came into the country of Moab and they continued there. So this was a decision. Let's keep pushing. Elimelech, what does his name mean? Say it with me. My God is king. One more time. Elimelech means what? Okay. Naomi, his wife, what's her name mean? Sweet and what? One more time. So it sounds like these are people that are devoted to God. My God is king. His wife, sweet, pleasant. And they made this decision to go about 60 miles. 60 miles. See, over in the Holy Land, it ain't like here. Where you can just travel in Florida all day if you want to. Over there... You can be in enemy territory in 30, 40 minutes where they want to blow you up and key you. You understand? So it wasn't much different back in the day. And so here they are at Bethlehem. That's the Dead Sea. You come around that top area. That's Jericho. And you come on down into Moab. Now it came to pass in the days that Judges ruled there was a famine, etc. Keep pushing. Don't need to see that again. We said it already. Amen. Now watch this. Was the decision that Elimelech made a good decision to go to Moab? Watch it. An Ammonite, 
the law of God. Or a what? A what? A what? A Moabite shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even to their tenth generation. Wow! These were the enemies of God. So we're learning something. Shall they not enter into the congregation of the Lord forever? Keep looking. There was another scripture, Raj. I think we missed it. There was another scripture where it talked about the Moabites as well, as being evil people. So here's what Elimelech did. Are y'all hearing me or not? He made a provision decision. And I preached Ruth many, many years. I've taught this so many times. But I saw something different this time. I always gave credit to Elimelech for taking care of his family. Because it said if a man don't take care of his family, he's denied the faith. He's worse than an infidel. But you know, taking care of your family does have limits, sir. Did you hear me or not? Do the right thing. Say that with me. Do the right thing. Yeah, but we hungry. Say it again. Do the right thing. And Elimelech didn't. He took his family 60 miles. And he went to where God told him not to go. Did you hear me or not? Say. That's a provision decision. Did we see it? Let's keep walking. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, he did what? Say it to me. How that eating going for you? Sometimes, guys, we can make decisions and they can screw our life up. Yes or no? I ain't saying that's exactly what happened here. I don't know. All I know is what I got. And I know what he did was not a good decision. Am I glad he took care of his family? Of course I am. But not at breaking God's command. Yes or no? Amen or oh me? There'll be decisions in your life that's going to feel good. You're going to want it. But breaking God's command is not a good provision decision. Are we cool so far? I'm, this is just warm up here. So, Elimelech died. She was left alone with her two boys. And they took them wives. Wait a minute. Where did they get the wives? Of the women of who? Uh-oh. Daddy, be careful if your kids don't do just like you. But worse. Amen. You might not, this, this not prejudice going on here. Guys, this is the law of God. This is God saying this is the way it is. And this is the way you're supposed to be. And this is talking to his, his people, the children of Israel. You understand that? Yes or no? But we're just seeing something. So they're even making some decisions that really go against the Scriptures. Do you understand that or not? Sure. Doesn't mean these, you know, are, are horrible people, but it's a command of God. And so these two boys, young men, took women. The name of one was Orpha. Always reminds me of Oprah Winfrey. Every time I see that. It ain't Oprah, it's Orpha, okay? Maybe that's where she got her name from. I have no idea. The name of the other was what? Ruth. And they dwelled in that area about how many years? Now, ten might seem like a long time. But if you're a young man... Ten years ain't that long. Y'all hear me or not? I mean, when you're 20, and then you think when you're 30, you're thinking, you got the cat by the tail, you got the world out in front of you. Keep reading. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Got one dead, got three dead husbands. What's that mean? And two dead sons. Keep reading. Keep reading with me. And Malon and Chilean, they did what? Uh-oh. Decisions matter. Did you hear me or not? Good decisions. We don't really know how they died. Maybe God's telling you to stay away from an area because it can kill you. Y'all ever thought about that or not? Yeah. Stay away from this mess. No, God picking on me. No, maybe God just would like you alive. How about that? Amen. Say, He's God, I'm not. Say that with me. He's God, I'm not. So provision is, they're dead. And the woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Poor Naomi. Sweet and pleasant. Wonder how she's doing now. Not too good. Then she arose, Naomi, the matriarch. She arose with her daughters-in-law. Daughters-in-law. That she might return from the country of Moab. She going back home. For she had heard in the country of Moab how that the Lord had visited his people, where? In Israel, and giving them what? Wow. By the way, that's, I believe what Bethlehem means, the house of bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah or Bethlehem. Here they go, 60 miles. They're trying to get ready. They're moving back to Beverly. Y'all hear me or not? Say and Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Now look, you go back to your mama's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you've dealt with the dead and, and with me. You've been good girls. But you need to go back to mama's house. The Lord grants you that you can find rest, each of you in the house of her husband. Go back to your mama, your daddy, wherever. But you really shouldn't be coming with me. Then she kissed him. Lifted up their voice, and everybody's crying. That's typical. And they said unto her, We gonna go with you. We gonna go back home with you and your people. Keep looking. Naomi said, Listen to me. Why are you gonna go with me? Is there some more sons? Up inside me? Excuse me. That they're going to be your husbands? What are you thinking? Turn again, my daughters. Go your way. I'm too old to have a husband. You done heard me? If I should say I have no... If I should say I have hope. If I should have a husband. Tonight! If I married him tonight! It's your bare son. Quick! Isn't the Bible funny? I like this. You're going to tarry till they old? You're going to tarry till they marry in age? You're going to stay for them from having husbands your whole time? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to work in the nursery? Is that the plan? Nay, my daughters, for it grieves me much for your sake. The hand of the Lord, sit with me, the hand of the Lord is gone out. What? And they lifted up their voice, they wept again, and Orpha kissed, kissed uh, her mother-in-law. But Ruth did what? Come on. Ruth did what? Clave. Held on to her. And she said, listen, listen, Ruth, come on, come on, let go of me. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and under her gods. See that? God's right under her people and under her what? Return thou after your sister-in-law. Now, this is one of the greatest verses in all the Bible. Say it with me. One of the greatest verses in all the Bible. And Ruth said, say it with me, Entreat me not to leave you or return from following after you. For whither you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. Your God, my God. How many have ever been at a wedding when they said that? Yeah, some weddings. See, they say that in weddings sometimes. Came right here from this book. Where you die, I'll die. And I'll be buried. And the Lord do so to me and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Do you hear it? Say. That's where that came from, right there in the book of Ruth. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded, Ruth was, you know, going to go with her. Naomi says, well, I'll just hush then. So the two of them went till they came to where? Old little town of what? Are you bored to tears so far? Hang in there. That all the city was moved about them. They all came out to meet them. And they said, is that Naomi? Been ten plus years probably. And she said unto them, say it with me, please call me not Naomi, but call me Mara. For the Lord Almighty, or the Almighty, hath dealt very what? Very what? With me. Now guys, all this happened because somebody was trying to take care of their family. But they made a bad provision decision. Did y'all see that without me having to go into much more detail here? Y'all okay? And it changed, Naomi. Don't be surprised if some of these decisions you don't make. You were a happy girl. You were a happy young lady. You had the cat by the tail, the world out there. But because of bad choices, the bad choices of someone else. You're now bitter. You have no hope. I can't make it. And a lot of people, guys, they never leave that spot. They stay that way the rest of their life. Are y'all hearing me or not? Say. This is, I might, I might, we're just reading the Bible and we're talking, but this is big deal stuff. Amen? So here a woman. What was Naomi's name to begin with? It was what? Sweet and what? Pleasant. And she goes to call me what? Mara, which means bitter. And she's not ashamed to say it. The Lord's done dealt with me. He done dealt against me and my family. Now here's the good news. Say good news. That God can cause all things to work together for good to them that love Him. Amen? Let's thank Him for that. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. We're stupid sometimes. We're stupid and people we love are stupid, and they do stupid things. Sometimes we drag ourselves into the mess. Sometimes other people drag us into that mess. But either way, you're in the mess. And things have happened. But here's the good news. The story ain't over. Amen? Y'all ready? You'll just leave it at better and quit or not? No! we got to keep going. Here we go. 
Naomi says, I went out full. What? Thought you're starving to death. And the Lord hath brought me home how? Let's do a little quick test. How many in this room, you made a bad provision decision in your life and it absolutely left you empty? Let me see some hands. It left my tail empty. There you go. There you go. I'm glad you're doing that. That means you're getting this. Good. I went out full and the Lord's brought me home empty. Why didn't you call me Naomi? Seeing the Lord has testified against me. And this is in the Scriptures. I guess He still is, ain't He? God's saying, I love you. I don't hate you. I want the best for you. I want to bless you. But you need to do things my way. Because I am holy, 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 and you ain't, ain't, ain't. So listen to me, God says. And the Almighty has done what to me, Naomi says? He's what? He's afflicted me. To be honest with you, I've never looked at the Scriptures like this. I've never taught it like this. There's so much in Ruth to teach. But I think there was some bad provision decisions right out of the get-go here. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out. Let's keep looking. And Naomi, watch it, things are still moving. They're back in Bethlehem. Say this with me. And Naomi had a what? Kinsman of her husband's. There was somebody, and back in the law days and the way it worked, was if you got family and you got a widow, a widow, and that and Ruth was with her and she was a young widow, say young widow, then the way they handled that was through the family, through somebody related that would maybe somehow help. Y'all understand? And Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a, a mighty man of what? What was he? He was a wealthy man. I can't help but think, did he just get wealthy in the last ten years? Or was he pretty well off all along in his family? Why didn't they go to them for some help? You understand or not, say, why we got to go over there and put our whole family at risk and in danger and make dumb decisions? I'm just throwing that out. So Elimelech had a family member and his name was who? Boaz. How many never heard of Boaz? Boy, you need to get in that book, man. Read that Bible. Come on. Now here's the question. Can God use a foreign, a despised foreign woman? Her name is Ruth. Can God use a despised foreign woman and the son of a prostitute? What? Who was the son of a prostitute? Boaz. What? Quit making excuses about your life. Make good decisions. If other people ain't made them, you make them. Start with one. Start with one. And then follow it up with a, another one. And before you know it, you might just be down the road a little bit. How do we know Boaz was the son of a prostitute? Well, he was related to Naomi's husband, Limelech. His line traces back to the house of Judah. What? He was a man of great wealth. So here's the scripture. I don't, I don't know if we got it there, Raj, but it basically says in the New Testament, maybe another spot as well, that he came from Rahab the harlot. Say that with me. He came from who? The what? Just a fancy word for prostitute. Got it? Don't you want to know what happens? 
Make good decisions. Now look, they ain't made none yet, but they're thinking about it. They're thinking about it. And Ruth the Moabite said unto Naomi. So here's the woman from the bad part of town. By the way, Moab, the name Moab, the name Moab comes up, gets after the name of Lot's son. Lot had incest with his daughter. And that's where the name Moab comes from. And that was the country of Moab. I should have said that earlier. Now that does put some stink on it, don't it? Yes or no, say. Yes or no, yes or no. You see why God's saying what God's saying? I'm trying to pick on people. It's the way it is. And so Ruth said to her mom-in-law, Let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I find grace. She's heard about this man Boaz. And he's wealthy and he's got a big field, lots of them. And she said unto her, Go, my daughter. Now this is a Moabitess woman doing this. Now listen, I've been to uh, many places. Been to Romania, for an example. In Romania, you got the Romanians, but then you also have the gypsies. The gypsies. Gypsies aren't just a made-up thing. They're real. They're real people. But in Romania, they are treated like less than human. In our country, for years, blacks were treated less than human. Did you hear me? Just imagine... This is that scene right here. This is Ruth saying, let me go out into that field. And here she is going by herself. Is this crazy or what? She could get killed out there, couldn't she? Raped. So this is a big provision decision she's making. Yes or no? Amen. I'm not saying your decisions are going to be easy, guys. And she made it. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And her hap, or it happened, or her circumstance was to light upon a part of the field that belonged to who? Oh, I believe she had it planned, because you know these women. You know these women now, I'm telling you. Absolutely. I could tell you stories about Kim, but we're not going to go there right now. I'm going to go there right now. And so she just happened, she just happened to go to the Boaz field. No, I don't think so. What's this gleaning mess? What's this gleaning stuff? They hungry. What's this gleaning stuff? If you don't understand this, you might not understand it, so I'm going to help you understand it. It was God's mercy to the who? Poor, widows, and foreigners. Say it with me. It was God's mercy to the poor, widows, and foreigners. And it was God's law. In Leviticus, when you reap the harvest of your land, this is the law, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of the field. Like Mama said, I was stingy. Don't be stingy. When you reap your fields, you leave the corners. Neither shall you gather the gleanings of the harvest. And thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape. Don't gather every one of them, of your vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for the who and the who. For I am who. Now listen to me. Hang in here with me. 
You see immigration in the news all the time. Yes or no? Immigration. You know who is for immigration? God Almighty. But listen. We are a country of immigration. You know why? Because our forefathers came over here and they believed in God's Word. Can we thank the Lord for that? Come on, that's who we are. That's who we are. Some party didn't come up with this. Got it? Say, this is God's Word. But just as God's Word has laws, so our country has laws. And legal immigration is a good and godly thing. It is a good and godly thing. And the breaking of the laws, just as we can see in Scripture, when you break laws, it doesn't work out too good, does it? Yes or no? And so it does in our country as well. But we shouldn't conflate the two. You hear me, yes or no? God is all about the poor, the widow, and the foreigner. Say that. He's all about the who? The poor, the widow, and the foreigner. But still, if you're going to have a country, whether you like me for saying this or not, I could care less. You need to have a country of laws. Yes or no? Amen. It's just the way it is, guys. Come on. And by the way, this wasn't a debate until about six or eight years ago. But just because people change and people change, you better hook your wagon to something solid, God's Word. You hear me? So, Ruth hit a triple, baby. What do I mean? She hit a triple. She was poor. Bing. She was a widow. Bang. And she actually was a what? Woo! I mean, if anybody going to get some grub, she is. Come on, keep looking. Got to go. She just happened to be gleaning from Boaz's field. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. He said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. Wealthy man. And they answered him, the Lord bless you, Boaz. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers. Who that over there? Come on. Who's that? Come on. Are we ready? Did I need to keep reading? Where am I at? And the servant that was set over the reapers answered Boaz and said, It is the Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. So basically, Keep moving. And she said, I pray you, Ruth said to them, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. And she came, they're talking to Boaz, and has continued even from the morning until now. She's been here all day, man. That pretty girl over there been here all day working. That she tarried a little in the house even. She here all day. She done made it into the house. That's pretty good right there, ain't it? She poor as dirt. They ain't got nothing to eat. She done made it to the field and in the house. That's pretty good right there. Boaz said, who is this chick? That sounds like something we would say. Ruth said, please let me glean. She didn't claim her rights. She didn't put her rights up in his face. Do you understand that? She could have quoted Scripture to him. She didn't. 
So we're talking about provision decisions. And I know I'm running along, but I've got to get it done. Here we go. What's provision decision number one? When you're making decisions about your provisions, number one, say it with me pretty loud. Say it loud. Learn to say what? You want to go far in life? You want to have your needs met? Learn to say that. You might say, Clark, he's so simple. Good. Call me simple. You learn to say please and thank you in life. It'll take you a long way. Don't be somebody that's always, I got this right. I got this right. You're supposed to do this. What time is it? We're all right. Don't say it too loud. Shh. Use hand signals. Here we go. Secret number two. We're learning. Don't claim your rights with God. Rather, humbly come to Him by His what? So we're learning two things about provision decisions today. Number one, number one, say please and thank you. Start talking to the Lord that way. Start talking to the Lord that way. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I'm grateful to you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. Say. And number two, don't claim your rights with Him. Don't do that. You're picking on me. I can't believe you let this happen to me. That's what people do all the time. Wonder why their life's in the crapper. Excuse me. Don't talk like that. By the way, people don't want to hire you with that kind of mouth either. Yes or no? And by the way, most women won't want to marry a fellow with a mouth like that either. Oh, it's really connecting, isn't it now? Provision decisions, guys. Come on. Then said Boaz unto Ruth. Now they're talking. Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field. What? Lots of fields. No, 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 no. Don't you go glean in no other field. No, don't go from here, but abide here fast by my maidens. He was slick, won't he? Let your eyes be on the field that they do reap. Go after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch you? Did you see that right there? She was a Moabitess. And she could have been violated and damaged deeply. Because she was just like from a horrible place and people could take advantage of them. Did you see that or not? And we hear about it now in our country, don't we? People coming from other countries. And they're being raped. They're being violated. They're being sold. They're being prostituted. This is in the Bible. See it? Yes or no? And Boaz says, you stay here. And nobody's going to touch you. When you're thirsty, you go, you go into the vessels and you drink of, of what the young men have drawn. Wow, he done moves her from the corner of the field up to the water pump. Come on, man. But Ruth was vulnerable. She was a young Gentile woman that was basically all alone in a very dangerous situation. Are you feeling it or not? This woman had to make some decisions, guys. We've got young women in our church who've been abused, who've been hurt. And they're having to make hard decisions right now. They're having to raise children right now. It's not easy. You hear me or not? Provision decisions. Boaz helped her not to fear. He made special provisions. There's our word for her. He protected her from anybody that would do her harm. You hear me or not? Boaz says, stay in the field. Stay in the field. What field? This field. That's my third point to provision decisions this morning. Say that with me. Say it with me. Stay in the field. What does that mean? Look to God for your provision and protection and know that the grass ain't greener on the other side. Did y'all hear me on that one? A lot of times you're going to find yourself at a job in a bad way. But you may can stay and work through it. You hear me or not? Don't whine your way through it. How about work your way through it? Also, you might be in a marriage. Most have it. Hard patches, difficult days, 
Stay in the field. Say that with me. Stay in the field. Do you hear about some provision decisions, yes or no? Well, I don't have enough money for this car. I want to go get that new car and go in debt $600 a month. But you can afford $100. How about you stay in the field? Have I lost you with this crazy message? Then she fell on her face. She bowed herself to the ground. She said, Aniv, why have I found grace in your eyes that you should take knowledge of me? Seeing I'm a stranger. I'm a dirty person. My country, I come from a place that's forbidden, a place of incest. Why are you so good to me? Why are you so good to me, Boaz? I'm a Moabitess. My people's name means incest. My people are the enemy of Israel. Why are you so good to me? Here's the question, church. Are you amazed at how good God has been to you? You hear me talk about it all the time. I'm from Rockingham. Fellas, I just met you over here. But I grew up in a pretty rough situation. Okay? My own mother later was murdered. So I guess a lot of people would say, I wouldn't have no hope. You know what I say to them? Bull. With God, all things are possible. Yes or no? Amen? All things are possible. Praise the Lord. Come on, you ought to praise the Lord. All things are possible. Make good decisions. Here's what's nice. Here's what's cool about the Lord. Even when you make bad ones, He'll help you. Amen. Say. Come on. Here's secret number four. Provision decisions. Say this with me. God is way too good to me. When you're making decisions, think that way. Don't think how bad you got it. A lot of people make horrible decisions when they focus on how bad they got it. Why don't you think about how good God is and maybe your eyes can see clearer about the way forward. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It had fully been showed me and all that you've done unto your mother-in-law since the death of your husband. And how you've left your father and your mother and the land of your nativity. And you've come to a people which you didn't even know. The Lord recompense your work, Ruth. And a full reward be given unto you of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings you are coming to trust, Ruth. Then she said, Let me find favor in your sight, my Lord, for thou hast comforted me, and for that thou hast spoken friendly unto your handmaid, though I be not like unto one of your other handmaidens. I'm different. Boaz knew some stuff about Ruth. He knew her loss. He knew her love and commitment to Naomi. He knew her desire to come to Israel. And here's secret number five, and that's the last one. God has somebody watching. God has somebody watching. Sometimes we make bad decisions about our provisions. We're not patient. We're not doing the things that are on the screen today. And somebody, God uses somebody and brings somebody into our life. How many would say, I was in a situation like that and God brought somebody into my life. Somebody was watching me. Somebody knew me. Somebody loved me. Somebody cared about me. Are you hearing me or not today? Good message today on provision decisions. i got to quit. Boaz said unto her, At mealtime you come here, eat the bread, and dip your morsel in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers, and he reached her parched corn, and she did eat and was sufficed and left. She ate and was satisfied. When you live by grace instead of by rights, say this with me, when you live by grace instead of by rights, you'll be surprised 
at how content you will be. Say that. That's pretty deep stuff right there. Let's get in it one more time. When you live by, instead of by, you'll be surprised at how content you can be in your life. Amen? I deserve. I deserve. I deserve. They're going to call you bitter. And when she was risen up to glean, Boaz commanded his young man, saying, Leave her glean even among the sheaves, and don't you say a word to her. I'll knock you out. And let fall some of the handfuls on purpose for her. What does that mean? That means when you're pulling stuff and putting it in the basket, you just take big old handfuls and you throw it on the ground for her. And leave them that she may glean, and don't you say a word to her. You understand English? Isn't that pretty cool stuff? By right, she could glean the corners, but by grace, grain was pulled from the bundles for her. Did you get that? You can claim you're right, my right, my right, my right, get in somebody's face. Or you can listen today, and you can say, God's good to me, and I'm going to live. I guess there's more points. My gosh, i got to quit writing such long messages. <laughs> say that with me. We're going to finish with this, Raj. We've got to quit. Last one. Say it with me. God's grace is so amazing. I gotta quit. Let's thank the Lord. We're done. I ain't got no more time. No more time. No more time. Wow.